Hello and welcome to Mouse in the Mitten Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your Disney trivia knowledge over a variety of topics. My name's Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic Disney knowledge to some unknown facts. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Let us know what your score is. And hey, if you are planning a Disney vacation soon, you need a little bit of help planning things out and try to figure out what is where you're going to go, all that sort of stuff, do not hesitate to let me know. You can email me at mouseinthemitten at gmail.com. I also have a link to a form that you can fill out if you want to are so inclined to do so. Would love to help make your vacation as magical as it can be. Speaking of all things magic, we're going to get started here with round one, and round one is titled D23. This past weekend down in Disney World, we had our latest D23 event, saw a lot of announcements, a lot of cool things, in my personal opinion, a lot of cool things that are coming to Epcot and to other parts of Disney. I'm super excited, love the announcements that were made, and I look forward to next year. I mean, there's going to be even more. It's going to be so much fun. But let's get started with question number one. What does D23 stand for? Question number two. Within two, in what year was D23 started? Question number three. What is the biannual event that started in 2009? Question number four. What other country also has a D23 Expo but hasn't had one since 2018? Question number five. What was the first event where fans could find out more information about D23 and actually sign up? And question number six. In January of 2014, who took over as the head of D23? All right, I'm gonna give you a few seconds worth of music, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. Let's get some answers on D23, the ultimate Disney fan club. So question number one, what does D23 stand for? Well, the D stands for Disney, and then the 23 represents 1923, a.k.a. the first year that Disney was founded. We're celebrating the 100th anniversary right now, so hopefully that one was pretty direct for you. Question number two, within two, in what year was D23 started? It was started March 10th of 2009 so in order to get the point there you would have had to say between 2007 and 2011 so yeah for as long as disney's been around this is a newer fan club obviously we've had the mickey mouse club for a long time but d23 is a different type of fan club more geared towards adults so it's a little bit interesting that it took them that long to finally create one but now we have it question number three what is the biannual event that started in 2009? Well, that is the D23 Expo. Now, technically, this year was Destination D, and it was that was what was going on in Disney World. Now, technically, usually, 
Destination D, you know, they do a great job of celebrating Disney, having a lot of fun. Not a lot of announcements that come out of there. This year, they changed it up on us. They said, hey, we got a lot of announcements. We're going to make a bunch of announcements. And I guess a bunch isn't probably the right way, but they did make some big ones and some fun ones, in my personal opinion, as well. Next year's D23 Expo is back out in Anaheim. Should be a lot of fun. Question number four. What other country also has a D23 Expo, but they haven't had one since 2018? That is Japan. They would also do theirs biannual. So they had one in 2018. They were planning on in 2020, but obviously they never had it. I'm not sure if or when they're planning on bringing that back, but it seems like it was a pretty popular event. But I guess not. I mean, it's all it's all up to them. I, I'm just here to see what happens next. Question number five. What was the first event where fans could find out more information about D23 and actually sign up? Well, that was the 2009 San Diego Comic-Con. They actually had a booth at Comic-Con that year. You can get information, you can sign up, and that's where the first people could sign up to be part of D23. Brilliant strategy. I think, I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest Comic-Cons in the world. That one is definitely a good one to be able to start broadcasting that out. And Disney does a lot there as well. Last but not least, question number six. In January 2014, who took over as the head of D23? That is Adam Sanderson. He took over for Stephen Clark. So Stephen Clark started D23. Was It was kind of hand-in-hand hand with Bob Iger to start that. And then Adam Sanderson is the leader of D23 now, and he's been there since 2014. He's done a great job. I think they put on great events. They do a great job of... Um, making it really fun and definitely something that if you're a true Disney fan, it's certainly worth checking out. All right, moving on now, we're going to continue into round number two. And round number two is our fast facts round. This round is filled with simple questions that have simple answers. Today's category is Disney settings. So for this round, I'm going to give you a setting in a Disney movie. You simply have to tell me what movie is that setting from. For example, if I were to say Ant Island, you would say a bug's life. So let's get started with question number one. Element City. Question number two, Pride Rock. Question number three, God's Thumb. Question number four, the Anderson Observatory. Question number five, New Holland. And question number six, the Land of the Dead. Man, that last one kind of sounds a little morbid, so we'll have to see where that one gets tied into. So let's look into see where these Disney settings all take place. So question number one, we went with Element City. That is Elemental. So that one's probably the that one is definitely the newest out of this list. Um, and hopefully you're staying up to par on your Disney movies because that that one's a good one. Question number two, Pride Rock. Well, that is the lion king obviously an iconic setting one that as soon as i said pride rock you probably all got that same image in your head question number three god's thumb well that is holes obviously zero and um stanley climbed to the top of god's thumb they reversed the curse and all that sort of stuff sorry for the spoilers um but they always talk about it's at the top of god's thumb Question number four. 
Anderson Observatory. Well, that is Meet the Robinsons. So that's where we kind of see all the um, kind of the big setting there towards the middle and the end of the movie um, ties a lot of things together. And it's just it's really, really cool. Question number five, New Holland. Well, that is Frankenweenie. Now, yes, that New Holland applies to both the old and the new one. But when we talk about New Holland, definitely talking about Frankenweenie. And then last but not least, question number six, Land of the Dead. I said it sounded morbid. It is not. It is Coco. Coco is, it's the Land of the Dead. Again, it sounds really, really bad, but it's not. It's It's a lot of fun. And personal opinion, it is one of the most colorful scenes and settings that you will see in all the Pixar movies. Now, Elemental does a great job of being colorful as well, but just the land of the dead, all the colors, the detail, it's just phenomenal. Again, if you go and you watch the original Toy Story and then you see like that one, the strides that Pixar has made is phenomenal, but it's also a really cool setting as well. Moving on now, we are going to move into round number three, and round number three is our connecting the circles. This round will have five questions that may or may not be Disney related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through Disney. The sixth and final question of this round is the connection between those five answers. I'm going to give you a hint. No, the connection is not that they are all Disney movies. There is another deeper connection there between those answers. So let's get started with question number one. On September 6th of this year, what live-action remake was added to Disney Plus? Question number two. What movie recently celebrated their 30th anniversary with a stage-like performance on ABC that starred her, Josh Groban, and Shania Twain, among others? Question number three. What movie is adding a third to its franchise in 2024? Question number four. What 1992 movie stars Christian Bale and features names such as Bill Pullman, Anne Margaret, Robert Duvall, and Michael Lerner? Neil Patrick Harris also said that you get one of these in your gift bag. Question number five. Where can you hear songs such as Chow Down, One by One, and Endless Night? And question number six is what is that connection between those answers? I'm going to give you a little bit of music, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. Let's get you some answers here and try to connect those circles. So question number one, in September 6th of this year, what live action remake was added to Disney plus? It was just last week. That is the live action little mermaid. It was added. My wife sat there this weekend. She's like, wasn't the live action little mermaid just added to Disney plus. And I said, yes, yes, it was. So we're going to be watching that here pretty soon. Question number two. What movie recently celebrated their 30th anniversary with a stage-like performance on ABC that starred her, Josh Groban, and Shania Twain, amongst others? Well, that is The Beauty and the Beast. If you have not watched 
this version of it. It is on Disney Plus. It is phenomenal. And after this performance, there was a couple people I saw on TikTok that are saying that some stage performances are going to kind of start moving to this or something like the how they did Encanto. They're going to move to something like that. And I kind of like the setup. I don't know if that's what it's going to be like, but I do like the setup. Question number three. What movie franchise is that is adding a third movie in 2024? Well, that is Frozen. Now, again, we can debate about what's going to actually happen in this third Frozen. We can debate whether or not it's a good idea to bring the third, bring in a third Frozen. But the fact of the matter is they are adding a third one in 2024. Question number four. What 1992 movie stars Christian Bale and features names such as Bill Pullman and Margaret Robert Duvall and Michael Lerner. Neil Patrick Harris also said that you get one in a gift bag. That is the Newsies. Now, the Neil Patrick Harris thing, if you don't know what I'm referencing, look up Neil Patrick Harris hosts the Tony Awards or something along those lines. You'll see that intro. It is the best starting monologue performance, whatever you want to call it, to start a, uh, any sort of award show ever. It is on. It's just epic. And... Neil Patrick Harris is running back up on stage and he talks about newsies being in your gift bags on the way out. It's just, it's hilarious. It's awesome. I'm probably going to watch it as soon as I'm done filming here. Cause it's so cool. And then question number five, where can you hear songs such as chow down one by one and endless night? Well, that is the lion King musical. So we had answers and hopefully the last one didn't give it away too much of the little mermaid, the beauty and the beast, Frozen, Newsies, and The Lion King Musical. Well, all of those answers are movies that were turned into musicals on Broadway. So again, The Lion King Musical may have given it away. First time, I got to admit, the first time I wrote these questions, the initial Beauty and the Beast question was, what is the first movie that Disney turned into a Broadway musical? Because it was Beauty and the Beast. That was the first movie that they turned into a musical. Alan Menken wrote more songs for it. That's where we get Evermore from in the live action remake. But I, I, I didn't want to give away the answer too quickly. So hopefully you got that one. Like I said, they're all Disney movies. Yes, you're not wrong on that one. But they are all also Broadway musicals as well. Some of them are even touring the country as we speak. Moving on now, we are going to head into round number four. Now, round number four is our traditional round in which we celebrate a movie anniversary of some kind. Well, there are not really a ton of good movies that have come out during this week. So instead, we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to do movie quotes. So for this round, what's going to happen is I'm going to say a quote from a Disney movie. You simply have to tell me what movie is that one from. So I'm going to say a quote. You say what movie is from. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get started with question number one. The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of them all. Question number two. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Question number three. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Question number four. Ladies don't start fights, but they can finish them. Question number five. 
because it's not worth doing if you can't win big. And question number six. You must not let anyone define your limits because of where you come from. Your only limit is your soul. All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music, and then I will return with the answers. Let's get you some answers here on these movie quotes. So quote number one, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of them all. That is from Mulan. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but every time I hear that quote, I just have images of the happily ever after fireworks because that's when you have the emperor who walks out. looks like he's walking onto the balcony and he says this quote. So it's just, oh, I'm, so excited to watch that show again sometime soon. Question number two. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Man, that, that it trips me up every once in a while because it's to me, that's not proper English, but it, it trips me up a little bit here and there whenever I say that. But that is from Bambi. Of course, that is Thumper saying that. So we can, we, he's young. Let's see how it's tripped me up a little bit, but definitely one of the more memorable quotes from the movie Bambi. Question number three. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. If you didn't get that from my voice, that is from Lilo and Stitch. Definitely a very touching uh, quote. Definitely one that sticks with all of us. Question number four. Ladies don't start fights, but they can finish them. That is from the Aristocats. Obviously, that's the uh, little all-white cat. Just It's just adorable. All right, quote number five. If you don't know, if if you didn't guess it from the way I read it the first time, this quote, I, I it, it's, it's seared in the back of my head. Uh, quote number five. Because it's not worth winning if you can't win big. That is from the Mighty Ducks. Now, I got to let you know, as a coach, no, I, I don't hold true to that philosophy. I, I'm, I'm, as a coach, I love winning. Yes, yes, I do. But I, I'm not trying to run up scores or anything like that. Um, it's just this, this was a quote that kind of was a driving force in that movie about the team that the Ducks were playing. And then last but not least, quote number six or question number six. You must not let anyone define your limits because of where you come from. Your only limit is your soul. That is from... Ratatouille and that is a I, I know there's a lot of good quotes that come from the movie this one to me is the best one and probably the most relatable just talking about how we can't define our how we're the ones who need to define ourselves we're the ones who need to listen to our soul and not listen to those around us in this part of the movie Remy is letting other voices influence his decisions at this point when he hears this quote from Gaston he decides I need to start doing what makes me happy and I think that is a really powerful message as well all right we are going to wrap up today's game and round number five is titled disney statues for this round all these questions have to do with the statues that can be found around the disney parks around the world now i'm not going with any of the temporary ones i try to avoid any statues that are no longer there so all these questions have to do with statues that you can find today all right so question number one 
What statue is in five parks and depicts Walt holding Mickey's hand? Question number two. What statue made its debut in 2012 in California Adventure and shows Walt wearing a hat with a coat over his left shoulder and has Mickey pointing at Walt? Question number three. Who do you see dancing together as a statue inside the castle in Disneyland Paris? Question number four. What character is the center point of a statue outside of the Muppets Vision 3D? Question number five. Who has their own statue outside of their tavern known for their huge cinnamon rolls? And question number six. Who is Roy Disney sitting with in his statue sharing the magic which can be seen on in Magic Kingdom on Main Street, USA. All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music, try to figure out those answers, and then we'll wrap up today's game. wrap up today's game with a little bit of fun on some Disney statues. So question number one, what statue is in five parks and depicts Walt holding Mickey's hand? That is the statue that we all know and love. That is the partner statue. Anytime you imagine any of the castles, this is the statue that's in front of it of Walt holding Mickey's hand. This is when I think of statues in Disney, I think I'm in the majority here saying this is the one that always comes to mind first. Even if you don't know the name, now you do. It's the partner statue. Question number two. What statue made its debut in 2012 in California Adventures and shows Walt holding wearing a hat with a coat over his left shoulder and has Mickey pointing at Walt? That is the Storyteller statue. It's a really cool one, a really iconic one as well, and it's it's a good one to get a lot of pictures with. And again, just another iconic statue question. Number three, who do you see dancing together as a statue inside the castle in Disneyland Paris? Well, that is sleeping beauty and Prince Philip. Now, again, if you are familiar with the Disneyland Paris castle, that is Aurora's castle. So it makes sense that it's sleeping beauty and Prince Philip question. Number four, what character is the center point of a statue outside of Muppet Vision 3D? That is the lady herself, Miss Piggy. She is a Statue of Liberty holding her torch above her head, and it is just awesome. Personal opinion, Miss Piggy, hold her to the higher level. That is one way in which we can put her up there. She is fantastic. Question number five. Who was their own statue outside of their tavern known for their huge Seminoles? That is Gaston. He has all these barrels. He's holding on to these barrels. He has a leg up. Uh, you have LaFool there as well. So if you had said Gaston and LaFool, give yourself a bonus point there for fun. But at least we were looking for Gaston. And by the way, best cinnamon roll possibly in Disney? I think it is. It's delicious. I've tried to recreate it at home. Not the same. I don't have the magic, I guess. <laughs> Last but not least, question number six. 
Who is Roy Disney sitting with in his statue sharing the magic? Which can be seen in Magic Kingdom on Main Street, USA. He is sharing that park bench with Minnie Mouse. It is a very cool statue. It is right there on Main Street, USA. When you start coming into the park, it's right on your left in Disney World. It is a phenomenal statue and tribute to Roy Disney, who again is the person who was the leading force in getting uh, Magic Kingdom and Disney World opened down in Orlando. It is a fantastic statue. And actually, that statue was the inspiration for this round. Uh, Mark Daniel and his Mark Daniel Nerd Facts on TikTok, he did a whole backstory on this statue literally last week. That's what is the reasoning for this entire round. And it was a lot of fun learning more about the Disney statues. I hope you enjoyed that as well. Well, that's all that we have for today. I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next week, Thursday, with more questions and more fun. Make sure you're following us on Apple. Make sure you, when you select to follow, you select to automatically download as well. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you're subscribed everywhere else. If you could, leave us a five-star review wherever you can. If YouTube's your thing and you're watching this on YouTube, awesome. Leave a comment below. Let us know what was your score. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you turn on that bell for notifications. And hey, if you're not, follow us on all of our social media at Mouse in the Mitten on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And again, if you are planning a Disney vacation, need a little bit of help planning it, or you want to learn how you can add a little bit of magic to your trip, feel free to let me know. You can email me at mouseinthemitten at gmail.com. Well, hey, I appreciate you tuning in this week. My name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great rest of the day. And until next time, I'll see you then. <laughs>